Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Our message today is simply called Look Up, and we're taking it from the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, the 26th verse. It's a real simple and direct one, but profound. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. It's a great, powerful text. It's one of those texts that I think we could memorize. Of the many memories I have of building a girls' school in South Sudan, one of the most lingering comes from uh, one of our early trips when we were speaking to children in the villages. We were trying to figure out exactly what our mission was going to entail in Africa. And so we decided to kind of just talk to people and see what people wanted in their villages and what they needed. Well, none of the children were educated. I think I've said this before on this broadcast that fewer than 1% of women in South Sudan have had any education. So we thought, well, you know, if people want education, and they do in this part of the world, all over the world they want education, then we'll, we'll see what we can do to help them get their education. We asked a group of, of little girls what they wanted to be when they grew up, and this was just part of the assessment and trying to figure out what kind of school and did they really want school. And, and, and these are remote villages in the bush of South Sudan, At the time we were there, they didn't receive many visitors, so they had no strong worldviews. Girls would tell us they wanted to be nurses because they had health clinics. They wanted to be teachers because they heard about education. They wanted to raise families and have big crops because that was going on around in the villages. But one little girl we talked to wanted to be a pilot. A pilot, can you imagine, of a plane? It took me a while to figure it out. This little girl in the middle of the bush, East African village, in the middle of nowhere, made it a habit of looking up. Planes from the World Food Program flew in often with food and emergency supplies. And so when she looked up, this was the highest thing she could see. She must have loved nature because she she looked up in the sky. What I was seeing was a child's boundless imagination, unencumbered by her circumstances. In some ways, that is exactly what the prophet Isaiah is preaching to the people of God. He is saying, stretch the eyes of our hearts, our holy imaginations. Look up, look into nature, look in the sky, and there you will see the highest and greatest possibilities. Now, in the context of the prophet's time, The people of God, the Israelites, had been worshiping idols. From the very beginning, they were threatened with idolatry from within and without. Remember, they had lived in Egypt where idols were worshipped. All of their enemies worshipped idols. And despite the fact they had been rescued time and time again by the one true God, 
the people of Israel were prone to falling back into idolatry themselves. They seem to have forgotten that first commandment, you shall have no gods before me. They forgot it easily and quickly. Time and time again, the Israelites had been reminded that they were ruled by the one true God. And and so uh, God uses many wonderful and powerful arguments to, to prove to them who he is, including Isaiah's beautiful proclamation that focuses on creation. Lift up your eyes. Look to the heavens. Who created all of these? The heavens declare the glory of God, the psalmist tells us. All of creation is God's revelation given to humankind in order that we know about God and believe. What kind of God creates such beauty? Nature shows us a God of intelligence and intricate detail, a God of great order, a God of infinite power. But in order for the people to truly understand what Isaiah was preaching, they had to learn to stretch their imaginations beyond their limited views. They had to look up and see the beauty and the spectacle of the world and understand its origin, connect the creation to the creator. And that takes holy imagination. The prophet is offering you a new way to look at the world, but you have to use your imagination. Now, God has given us all the gift of imagination. It is perhaps God's most creative gift. Sometimes I I sit in awe thinking of how much of an artist God really is. Think about the beauty of this earth, flowers and trees, the rivers and ocean, the snow-capped mountains, and all the animals not to mention the many shapes and hues of humankind. Look around. This is divine creativity at its very best. And it all has purpose. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, the book of Romans tells us, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. There it is. It's simple. God creates this beauty in the world so that we understand it all comes from God. We have a treasure in nature that confirms to us the glory of God. But it takes more than just the sight of the eyes to see that, to understand that. You must look at the world through the eyes of your heart. That's when God's creativity really speaks to you. That's why most of the world either ignores nature as belonging to God or or tries to explain it in in so-called scientific ways. But God reaches out to us in every wind that blows, every sunrise that wakens us, and sunset that lulls us to rest. We can only make the connection, however, by using our holy imagination. You know, I have to tell you, I'm so thankful that you've joined us today. I just want to remind you that Love Rules is totally listener-supported. That means we're only on the air because you choose to put us on the air. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. We sure appreciate your willingness to give. Looking up is not just about nature. It's a way of looking at the world. It's about having the highest expectations, the highest hopes, and elevated capacity of thinking. 
Whatever we put our minds on determines what comes out in our words and actions. The Apostle Paul says it best. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, those are high worth words. Those are high ideals and concepts. Above everything else you do, read God's Word because that's how you learn to think about the elevated thoughts. That's how you learn to see the highest things. That's how you learn the discipline of focusing on God. That's how you stimulate your holy imagination. The people of Israel were guilty of a sin I think Christians are guilty of. They knew God. They were more than aware of God's powers because, remember, God had gotten them out of slavery. But you see, they chose to box God in, to make God small. They forgot about the Red Sea parting and all the incredible miracles that God had performed to free them. You know, the the more you live, the higher the possibility of forgetting God. Just as I believe you should think more about God, a lot of people forget. We forget that God got us where we are. and We think we're on our own. So the Israelites just forgot. You know, they wanted to do their, their lives their way. They wanted God to be like the rest of the idols, just another God that they could pull out when they needed him for whatever purpose they chose. Isaiah himself knew that God was bigger than anything the Israelites could conceive. The prophet's call was based on a vision of a God who was anything but ordinary. Go back to the chapter 6 of Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. This is a God who is huge in Isaiah's holy imagination. He goes on to say, above this God were seraphim, each with six wings, and two wings they covered their faces, and two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. This was Isaiah's vision of his call to to work for God, of his call to give his life to God. It was no ordinary vision. This is no ordinary God. It was a vision that gave the prophet a sense of God's greatness, mystery, and power, but something that stimulated his imagination. It was his holy imagination that he had. We need to pay attention to Isaiah's warning. Because it's not just about idols of wood and stone. As Christians, sometimes we are guilty of making idols of everything in our religion except for God. We worship our churches. We worship our ministries, our pastors. We worship our services. And we worship our own service. There's a danger of getting so caught up in the busyness of church that we can forget about our relationship with God. That's why we need to look up. That's why we need to stimulate our holy imaginations. When you think about it, we limit ourselves when we do that. We limit our faith. We limit everything about our faith walk. Because faith itself is based on holy imagination. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. So, My word to you today is simple. Just remember, God 
gave you this imagination. And so you can look up, look around, and, and understand what God is saying to you through nature, by elevated thought, by hope, by a hopeful heart. Look up. Stimulate your imagination. Think about the adventure that you're on for God. Every day we wake up, we must look to God first with gratitude and then with eager anticipation of what he will do in the world on this day. What's in store for us this day? What blessings he'll give us? How can we please him? Even our challenges can be blessings because they offer us another opportunity to turn to God. Stimulate your holy imagination. Know that it's a gift that God gave you. He wants you to use it, use it to his glory and for his purpose, and be blessed. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign.